Yeah. I wanna be a billionaire. Uh, I ain't getting no sleep nah. till I see a milli every week. Yeah. I wanna be a billionaire. Uh, I ain't getting no sleep nah. till I see a billy every week. Uh, I wanna be a billionaire. Billionaire. I wanna be a billionaire. Billionaire. Gentlemen, how you doing? Welcome to another episode of Sleep is for Billionaires, the podcast. I am your host, Johnny Vegas. Now today, I got a special guest on my show, ladies and gentlemen. You're in for a treat, so take some notes. This man has been killing it in the music industry. You know, A&R extraordinaire, my man L. Nice. How you doing today, King? Good, how are you, my brother? It's been a minute. What did you want to do prior to this? Um, prior to the music business, I wanted to go to the NBA. That, that's what, that was a, a goal after probably my 10th grade year in high school. Like, so I got, I got a real long history of basketball. So at, at 10th grade, I'm like, oh, we're, we're really good. You know, I'm playing against some real good people. And being from New York, like, oh, we're going to go, I'm going to go to the NBA because, you know, I feel like I was nice. So at, at, at the end of that, you know, the reality starts setting in and you start realizing, like, oh, you got to work a little harder to get to the league. And then, you know, music always been like a pastime of mine, something I enjoyed listening to. I love the craft of music and, and the wordplay of music and the stories that were in, in the music and the messages that were coming from music. I'll, like It's funny, my oldest brother and his homeboy were in a talent show. I was in a talent show, but we were doing like some lip sync. My brother's friend was DJing. And what caught my attention was when he's like, everybody put their hands in the air and everybody did it. I'm like, yeah, I want to do that. Like, I want to be able to, like, control everybody with, with the music. They put their hands in that air, whatever, and then you, like, put them down, put them up, like, make some noise and all that stuff. Like, oh, that was pretty cool. But what people fail to realize, like, it wasn't really cool to be in the music business. Like, like everybody, like, now, like, it's like the, everybody does music. But back in the day, like, sometimes you were frowned upon. Like, oh, you're, you're a DJ? You, like, uh, you rap? Like, you know what I'm saying? It was, it was uncool. But it's a transition, like, you, you you understand like, like I always work hard at anything I do when I put my mind to it like I'm like I'm like like this you know what I'm saying but at the end of the day it's like basketball actually helped me to prepare to actually now not knowing I was going to be in the music business but it, it just it just made me focus I, I had a lot of responsibilities at an early age playing basketball I was a point guard I was the, the first freshman in my high school ever to um go um to actually be able to play varsity in ninth grade. And, you know, when you play basketball, pick up basketball, you play junior high basketball, whatever, you don't understand, like, why you're playing. You just want to win. Like, they'd say, you just want to win. But then you start understanding what winning can help you do. You know what I'm saying? It, it can build a name for yourself. It can actually, you know, people start watching you. Like, when we first started, it's funny. I'm going to get back to the music. What was funny was when, we, when I first played basketball in ninth grade, I, like, I, the first time I got on the court against all these seniors and all these people that could dunk and stuff, I'm like, yeah, what's going on? And people in the crowd cursing you out and yelling and screaming. I'm like, and I never forget my um, my high school coach got on me so bad after that game because some people I knew from the, from my local area they were talking to me while the like in the crowd and I was paying attention to them. And I never forget I ran so much the next practice like yo block all that out block all the stuff and just focus on the five people on the court or actually 10 people on the court and stuff like that. So, so how did you get your start as an A&R? Um, that's probably within the last couple of years though. Like, cause 
prior to this, like I said, I start, I started off DJing in the music business, mm-hmm. and I always kind of pick records that I like that I think that people will gravitate towards. You know, when you listen to enough music, you start seeing so, something that stands out and, and things of that nature. Because before, like through conversations through other people in the music business, new A&Rs who are now today, you'll listen to a record, right? And like, oh, the beat's hot. This is going to be a big record. And then you realize it's not a big record because there's the record may not be formatted correctly or the intro too long or the too many bars in there. There's too, too much going on in the record. You know what I'm right. saying? So when you take a step back and start listening to records, you start analyzing things like, well, damn, I get what they're saying. It's not a bad critique thing, but understanding like how to make a record. A lot of people rap. They don't make records properly. You know what I'm saying? They make songs, but they don't make songs properly. So once you start understanding that, that, and then a plus for me with, with the DJing in every city, there's, there's somebody who has a record that you may not have never heard of that's, that's hot in that local area. But so when you start seeing that, but you, I might go to a different city like Chicago and play a record that I feel like is, is hard in, in Florida. Yeah. I get the same reaction from the people in Chicago, then I'm like, you know what? This record may be able to go to a different market and work. So there's a couple artists that um, like I started telling people about and it blew up, you know? So like, I was like, yo, you should check this kid out right here. And like, he, he's gonna be really big. And next thing you know, one of the artists, they, they did 10 million. Wow. So it's like, okay, I know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? Or I'm working with this client right here and they go number one in the country. And I'm like, I told you, you know what I'm saying? Like I've seen it. I started seeing the reaction, the emails I'm getting back to people. People ask me for interviews and things with these artists prior to them getting their deals. So you can start seeing like when people are really messing with a record or something like that. So you're basically like the go-to guy when it comes to finding talent, you know what I'm saying? And kind of bringing them to the labels and, you know, brokering the deal that way. Yeah, um, I have some some good friends that are pretty good, at big A and R's and labels and things of that nature, um, and, and they trust my they value my opinion with, with with artists when I bring artists to them. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, you I travel more than they do, so I, I start seeing it gravity like how records are gravitated by people in the, the different areas and different cities. So if I go to nine cities with an artist and everybody's rocking with the record. I'll make that phone call and be like, yo, this, the record they got right now can work because every city I'm going to, they, they want to do features with them or they try to do a record with them and they really like the record and the, the responses are really good. So that's the hardest thing for anybody. Every artist wants to get get like instant gratification, like this record's hot. But that's when that's when it comes around when you have to work a record and deceive it, it if people really like the record. Because you can play a record and you, you could think it's hot, but... 10 people, people in the same area like, nah, I don't like this record. In that case, what exactly are the labels looking for? Um, The next biggest star, like, you got to look at what a star is. A star is not just somebody who makes music. A star is someone who can do it all. You know, they may not be the greatest rapper, but they got the, the, the aura. When they walk in a the room, they control that room without saying something. You know, mm-hmm. that personality, you know, all that goes together. Can they perform? You know what I'm saying? Just think about your favorite artists that you listen to, right? Mm-hmm. And think about it like, why do you like them? What makes you really listen to them all the time? Like, I'm going to listen to this person. Because I always tell people like, 
with an artist, you got to look at it like there's something about them that you relate to them for liking them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, for me, Jay-Z is my favorite rapper. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like, he's a hustler, businessman, and he doesn't jump for everything. You know, he don't do everything just because it's, it's a trend. You know what I'm saying? He creates his own lanes, and that's what I respect about that. But, you know, then there's people like Jadakus that I, I look up to as artists, like the, the storytelling is it's believable. It's, it, it feels so real, like, you know, and then and there's other artists I like too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like there's a lot of local artists I hear sometimes I feel like they just need the opportunity to be heard. What does it take for you to believe in uh, up and coming artists? Work ethic is everything. I think I feel like, because you can, you could be the dopest artist in the world, but if you're not putting in the effort on your own, then there's no initiative. Cause like you can go to any label and they give you some money, then what you're going to do. You can't just pay everybody to do your stuff for you. You got to ha- be able to have stuff already established. And, you know, a lot of labels, they look for artists that already got a team together, people doing this, doing that, and doing, doing the third, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, people always feel that there's no easy way to get a situation or to be an artist in the music business. Mm. Yeah, you, you, yeah, a record can definitely do it for you, but you want to be able to stay in the, the business for a long period of time. So mm. have, have your business in order. Not, you know, I get I get emails all the time like you come sign me or come 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 get me here and come do this and it's like there's no like if, say for example I say artist I don't know I'm like hey let me go take you over here just because you got dope music there's no relationship there and there is a business so you gotta look at it like if I help you how are you helping me and mm. in, in, in the most kindest and humblest way you know at what stage in an artist's career should they acquire your services well see we got a marketing company so with the marketing company like that's how i determine a lot of times we service records to different djs across the country people i've been rocking with over 10 years and from their feedback from these djs that that trust me and i trust their their opinion Mm -hmm. say if i send you a record out right now and 20 djs hit me back from different cities all over the country like yo this is fire this is yo yo i love this record yo can you give me a drop can you do this for me at that point, I'm telling the artists, like, hey, you need to invest a lot more money in your record because out of these 20, 30 DJs I sent it to, 20 of these DJs are saying this record will work in their market. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of like a little cheat code I have. I, I send the records out to people that I know do big clubs. They may do radio, and they give me give me their opinion. I, I'm doing that right now. I just did that with some artists uh, for one of my friends. I sent it out, and they already got they, they got a lot of labels reaching out to them already. But he already knew what was going to happen. So, but people started calling me about the kid, like, "Hey, um, what's up with him?" Da, da, da. So they got he tomorrow. They got three label meet. I mean, meetings via phone. But I seen it because of the reaction of what people were saying from the record. Mm, now that's what's up. That's good to know. So, um, so what advice can you give up and coming acts right now? That's basically trying to get on, trying to get signed, or trying to get the attention of somebody that like you that could give them more opportunity. Be you. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't, it's, it's not because this rapper is saying you're the hottest rapper or or this person posted you. Be be you and just know that you, like, each and every person is a star, like in their own right, you know what I'm saying? Like, you gotta think about the artists that we look at, we call so-called stars. They were you, they were just like the other artists. They just work and they, they found their niche. 
you know, once you, you, you sometimes you got to sit, sit, step back from the situation to analyze what you did, what worked, what didn't work, what can you do to make it even better? Because I feel like so many people want deals and don't know what they're signing deals for. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm on the record deals, have such and such sign me. Then, you know, you hear those stories like, I got signed, I hate my label. You know what I'm saying? That's usually put probably because you don't know the business and you just sign for anything you want just because say you were signed to a label. Okay, okay. Has there ever been a situation where, you know, your your opinion on the artist didn't work out as it expected? I, I can there's so many instances of artists that I believe that are better than a lot of other artists, but you know, one thing I could say like I usually don't really try to deal with anybody who, who's not serious in what they do. So I, I can't really say like, there's been instances of artists that we've been this close to get close in a deal and they did something stupid to mess up a deal. Mm. And you know, like you always tell somebody like, stay out of trouble. Don't do this. Don't do that. And then, then you wake up and like, yo, such and such got in trouble. You're like, oh gosh. So now it's, it's slowing out the process because there's momentum. You're building momentum. Because, you know, the first thing is to get people to trust your music and accept your music. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Because think about there's so many people that rap but or sing, but mm-hmm. never make it. And I say never make it. To, to them, make it, it might be going on live with somebody and, and singing in front of somebody who, who, who they look up to in their eyes. Right. But once again, everybody, you got to realize this is a business. This is not a showcase. This is something to create revenue for you and your family. Mm. Yeah, man. So tell me, what was the most like successful artist that you worked with where, where you worked with him and you were part of everything that they had going on and, you know, they just shot to the top? No, nah, but it was a lot of work. And, and, and shout out to my brother, Zoe Dallas. Like with Zoe, like, he gr- he was grinding before he- I even got in the picture. You know, you know my brother Dizzy, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just like we just every single day worked on something. What while he doing something, I'm doing something. Dizzy doing something, and I just feel like like Zoe's a studio rat. Like he's always in the studio. You know, he's always reaching out to the artists that may not be known or whatever. He's working with everybody doing what he got to do, and I just feel like when we got that win, when he got signed to Epic and with Future, it was like. Yes, we did it with mission accomplished. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of greater things happened after that. But it's like we all moved up in our careers as well. Me, Dizzy, Super, you know what I'm saying? Like, like a lot of other people behind the scenes that people may not know, like everybody grow. And that's one thing about having a team. Everybody should grow this grow together. You know what I'm saying? One person shouldn't be just like over here doing their own thing, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and I, I feel like there's so many records that I've been a part of that are success stories. But, you know, Zoe's definitely was was a great one because it, it got me to travel out the country with him and stuff like that multiple times. And just just really knowing like, yo, we accomplished something with a kid from Miami, Dade County. And and, and that, that was a great thing. So, you know, a lot of people know, know me for running with Zoe and all that stuff, but it's, it's, just, it's just a blessing, man. I'm like, I want everybody around me to win. You know what I'm saying? Every artist you see me posting, I, I want to see them win. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause it's a part. All those records are a part of me. You know what I'm saying? Even if you pay me, if you pay me to do some service on a record, it's like people think, oh, I'm just paying for this. I have to take on that record like it's my record. 
because my face is up there and people who trust me and my musical opinion are going to be like, hey, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't work with everybody. I choose who I work with now. Mm. Nah, that's what's up, man. Nah, I appreciate it. Did, did, you, uh, did you have something to do with party? Yeah. Um, my guys from KSR, that's the label she was signed to at the time. Um, they hired me to um, service the record out. Me, me and a couple other guys, we service the record out to all the DJs across the country. And um, now nah, just getting a part of I like to I like to work on records that are new, not when everybody else start playing them. Because at the end of the day, it kind of shows you like, like okay, where you at and your company, your, your, like how people support you and all that stuff. So it, that was it was a cool experience, you know. That's after like doing working with Dave's Low for the Try Me record, and then after that, I did the Panda for Designer, and um, doing the servicing for that record as well, getting into all the DJs across the country, radio stations, and things of that nature. So. I was kind of, it was kind of like transitioning hot, like this year, that year, next year. And um, in between that, it's a funny story, like Zoe, Lord Check was out first, then Panda came out. And I also was working a record called If You Ain't Got No Haters, You Ain't Popping with my brother Rico Ritchie. Mm-hmm. And it was cool because I was involved with two records at the same time that was moving across the country. And then at that time, when you travel, you start meeting people in different cities. So it's like, you start building relationships because you know what, if you're in the music business, you're going to come back to these cities again. So it's, it's it's good to have a relationship when you walk into a city, knowing who's the key DJs, where to go, take the artists to and things of that nature. Has COVID affected your business at all? Nah, you know, it's so crazy. I just did my first event in Tampa. Oh yeah, ain't no pandemic in Tampa. <laughs> oh yeah, nah, they wild. But you know what? Like, like, I re- like, you got to respect what's going on, man. Like, like it's please, like everybody got to be safe. Like, we joke about it and say, oh, this and that. But then they like, like, I lost a lot of family members to COVID this year. Like, last year, man, I'm sorry. And it's like, even the reality, like, like my uncle's in, he, he's in the hospital right now fighting for COVID. So it's like, well, like everybody in the world has been affected by some form of fashion. But the business thing is, I just got creative. Like I always been a creative guy. Like, like when my back against the wall, figure it out. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to basketball. Like I was thrown on the court at, at, as a 14 year old kid playing against grown ass kid guys and all that stuff. I had to figure it out. I didn't want to make a mistake or embarrass myself. So figure it out. Man, let the people know where they can follow you and where the artists can apply your services at, man. Listen, everything is L N Y C E Instagram, Twitter, clubhouse. Um, yeah, that's where I'm at. You can always hit me up. Um, I'll, I'll figure it out or just, you know, just tap in. All my information is right there on Instagram, at L-N-Y-C-E. That's what's up, man. Clubhouse is working for you? You, you, you like that Clubhouse stuff? Yeah. No, nah, you know what's so crazy? My homeboy, who's an a at Empire, was like, yo, they had to, uh, my bad, they had to, um, they had to get, um, you know, and, um, they're like, yo, you gotta get on Clubhouse. You gotta get on Clubhouse. And I was like, man, I don't know about Clubhouse. I don't know about it. And they were like, you know, Clubhouse is it. So we got up there, but a lot of people I haven't seen over the years were up there. So it was like, okay, cool. So we we start chats and stuff, and like we're pretty popular. So like I have my homeboy from LA, he's popular. My other homeboy from New York, he's popular. And I was popular. So we have a thousand people in our in our room. This mm-hmm. is what we got seen. 
You know what I'm saying? And and and, and it's so crazy because it, it gave us it, it's a different thing because like I always tell people like Instagram and Twitter, you can post pictures and stuff, but you leave the captions, right? Mm. So if you're an introvert, you can talk, you can text, you can do all that stuff, but now you gotta talk. So that's when communication comes about. Mm. Are you making sense when you're talking? Do you know what you're talking about? Stuff like that. So now it weeds out a lot of people. But one thing I do want, like, don't get fooled just because someone has accolades. We're all human. Mm. You know? But it's, it's cool. You know, that's another reason I bought this 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 equipment today for Clubhouse. So mm-hmm. um, we plan on doing something really special and, and everything like that. Well, I can't wait, dog. Well, definitely keep me posted, man. Um, and we'll talk some more, my brother. And make sure you get you send me your uh, your Addy and your yeah. full name so I can send you some of this good old merch. What um, is it? Sleepers for billionaires. I saw that. I saw you post oh, that. Yeah. Sleepers for billionaires. Everything, daddy. We got it all on deck for you, man. Don't worry. But yeah, this has been another episode of Sleepers for Billionaires, the podcast. My man L. Nice. Thank you for gracing me with your presence and giving me all the valuable information for everybody to, to share with the world. I'm your host, Johnny Vegas. Stay tuned for more episodes to come. Make sure you like and subscribe to the YouTube channel and go ahead and jump on the website and get yourself some merch. All right. Yeah. I want to be a billionaire. Uh, I ain't getting no sleep nah. till I see a million every week. Yeah. I want to be a billionaire. Uh, I ain't getting no sleep nah. till I see a billy every week. Uh, I want to be a billionaire. Billionaire. I want to be a billionaire. Billionaire. I want to be a billionaire. I ain't getting no sleep nah. till I see a billy every week.